the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. See, the Galatians had made a profession of faith in Jesus Christ. Paul was their missionary. He told them the gospel. These folks had professed to trust Christ as their Savior. And so they they had been liberated by Christ. Liberated from the struggle of trying to achieve righteousness, their God's favor, by their own works. And that's why Paul reminds them here in Galatians 5.1 that it was for freedom that Christ set you free. You're set free from all of that, that religious bondage. Welcome to Verse by Verse, coming to you from Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. Pastor Steve Kreloff is our Bible teacher. He has been ministering at Lakeside since 1982. These Bible classes are an outgrowth of his years of teaching from an expository method of opening God's Holy Word. Today, Steve will be wrapping up the first message in his series from Galatians chapter 5 on maintaining our freedom in Christ. At the close of our class, I will tell you how you can listen to this study again and order a CD of the entire three parts of these radio broadcasts. Now with our study for today, here is Pastor Steve. Now, having just concluded the allegory of chapter 4 by telling us that as believers in Christ, we are in the line of Sarah, the free woman, and therefore as her spiritual children, we too are free. Paul makes what I think is a rather odd sounding statement by telling us that it was for freedom that Christ set us free. That is odd sounding. And why do I say that this sounds a bit odd? It's because Well, for what other reason would Jesus set us free than to make us free? I mean, he certainly didn't set us free in order to put us back in bondage again. Of course he set us free so that we would be free. Why is Paul telling us something that's so obvious? Who sets you free so that you'd be a slave again? Why would Paul say something as obvious as this, that Christ has set you free to be free? Of course, everybody knows that. Well, apparently not everybody knows that because the answer is because the Galatians, having been set free by Jesus through his death on the cross, were in danger now of placing themselves back under bondage as slaves. That's really the the whole point of this passage. Christ had set the Galatians free. And now he's telling them through his inspired representative, the Apostle Paul, to maintain this freedom by standing firm and not allowing the Judaizers to enslave them again. In other words, he's saying if you're going to live a life of true holiness, then you must recognize that the foundation for such a life is grounded in an understanding that Christ has set you free. Here's a critical question we have to ask. In order to understand what he's talking about, we have to ask this. Paul says that it was for freedom that Christ set us free, but what's the kind of freedom that Paul is referring to? What is he talking about? See, the New Testament speaks of a number of areas in which we were slaves prior to our conversion. But now we've been set free by the Lord. For example, before we were saved, the Bible says we were in bondage to our sin. 
We were slaves to sin. Sin was our master. We were obligated to do whatever sin dictated. We never said no. We couldn't say no because it was our nature to sin. And we had to follow our nature. Couldn't do anything else but follow our nature. Before salvation, we were not interested in obeying God. In fact, we weren't even capable of obeying God. We didn't have the Spirit of God within us. We didn't have a new nature. We just followed the dictates of our old nature, the nature of sin. Paul writes this to the Romans, Romans chapter 6, verse 16. Do you not know that when you present yourselves to someone as slaves for obedience, you are slaves of the one whom you obey? either of sin resulting in death or of obedience resulting in righteousness. He's saying that unbelievers are characterized by slavery to sin. They do whatever their sin nature dictates. True believers are characterized by being slaves to Jesus Christ, so we want to obey him. But thanks be to God, he writes, that though you were slaves of sin, he's talking about in the past, you became obedient from the heart to that form of teaching to which you were Committed it means you, the gospel sets you free. And having been freed from sin, you become now slaves of righteousness. So, there was and is a slavery to sin. Is that what Paul's referring to? I don't think so. Not here in Galatians 5. Second, the New Testament says that prior to our conversion, we were enslaved to Satan himself, the devil. Now, that may come as a surprise to some of you because you look back and say, you know what, before I was a Christian, I didn't even think about Satan. I didn't believe that there even was a devil that existed. And that may very well be the case. But regardless of how you thought about the devil, he was your master. He was your master. Now, this doesn't mean that prior to our conversion, the devil made us do whatever he wanted us to do, but rather that we were under his tyranny. We were under his control in the sense that we feared dying, and it led us to do things that he wanted us to do. Let me show you this. Hebrews chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2. The inspired writer says, speaking of Christ in verse 14, therefore, since the children share in flesh and blood, he himself, that is Jesus, likewise also partook of the same, that through death he might render powerless him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and he might free those who through fear of death were subject to slavery all of their lives. Christ became a man so he could die to free us from the devil who had captured us because we were afraid of dying. Now, why did we once fear death so much? And and what does this fear of death have to do with, with Satan controlling us? Before we were ever saved, in our hearts, we knew that we were guilty of sin. Everybody does. We knew that we were guilty of sin, and therefore we knew that we were not ready to stand before God and be judged for our life, face his holy judgment. We knew that we were sinners, and the devil used this fear to enslave us to all sorts of sinful ways to try to cope with this fear of dying, such as immersing ourselves in wicked behavior, because we reasoned something like this. Well, if judgment awaits me, then I might as well enjoy the sinful pleasures of life. You know, while I can, you only go around once in life, so why not enjoy it now? 
Another strategy the devil uses to gain control over people through the fear of dying is that he creates false religion. He is the author of all false religion. And all false religion, all of them, deny the existence of hell. They're all built around some form of sentimental love. You find acceptance here. We don't judge anybody. We're just patient and we tolerate everything. It is this denial of hell and judgment that draws people to false religion because they can, they can be a part of that religion and feel very religious and good about themselves but avoid hearing anything about facing judgment. Kind of just do whatever you want. It's okay. Finally, in the case of some people, Satan's strategy is to lure them into enslavement of drugs and alcohol and they are attracted to these addictive chemicals because it helps them to drown out the convicting cries of their own conscience that just cries out saying things are wrong i've not been obedient and you just try to drown that out and not listen to your conscience so the new testament then speaks of a number of ways in which we were once slaves but we were set free at our conversion however note this kind of freedom that paul has in mind here in galatians 5:1 is not freedom from sin or the devil. Now, those are biblical truths, but that's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about the kind of freedom that the Galatians were given and needed to maintain, but were in danger of losing. That's the context. And what was it? It was freedom from the bondage of trying to abide by all the rules and laws and regulations from their former pagan Religion that they used to follow as the means of trying to achieve a good standing before their heathen deities. See, before the Galatians were saved, these were not Jewish people. These were Gentile pagans. Their pagan religion taught them that there, there were certain things that they had to do to appease their gods in order to gain his favor. But all of these heathen religious laws were really a form of slavery because They were obligated to do those things. They were bound to do them. Look back at chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. I think this is a very important couple of verses, and I think it really explains what Paul is talking about here. He says in verse 8, However, at that time, when you did not know God, they were unsaved, you were slaves to those which by nature are no gods. You were enslaved to your pagan deities. But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, How is it that you turn back again to the weak and worthless elemental things to which you desire to be enslaved all over again? See, the Galatians had made a profession of faith in Jesus Christ. Paul was their missionary. He told them the gospel. These folks had professed to trust Christ as their Savior. And so they they had been liberated by Christ, liberated from the struggle of trying to achieve righteousness, their God's favor, by their own works. And that's why Paul reminds them here in Galatians 5.1 that it was for freedom that Christ set you free. You're set free from all of that, that religious bondage. See, regardless of what religious system you belong to, it was for freedom that Christ set you free. He set you free so that you don't have to try to earn your way into heaven. Here's how this happened. When Jesus died on the cross, he was being punished in the place of of those sinners who would come to believe in him. He was the substitute of sinners. And so he was cursed 
with divine judgment in our place. The wrath of God was poured out on him. What we deserved was poured out on him. And the moment we placed our trust in Christ alone for our salvation, he rescues us. He liberates us. He delivers us. He emancipates us from the bondage of trying to keep any laws and rules that we think will make us righteous and give us eternal life. And, and the way that Jesus accomplished this is, is just marvelous. This emancipation of trying to save ourselves, here's how he did it. It was because of the way he lived and the meaning of his death. You see, in his life on earth, Jesus obeyed all of the Old Testament laws in our place. We kept none of them. He kept all of them. And he kept them on our behalf. And in his death, he paid the penalty for all the laws that we've broken. And so, when we trust him for our salvation, two paramount things happen. Number one, he forgives us for every law that we've ever broken, every sin we've ever committed. But he does more than that. He also imputes or counts to us his righteousness of obedience to the law. He obeyed the law perfectly for us. He imputes that to us. And so when God looks at us, we're not only forgiven for what we've done, we're righteous because of what he's done. Legally righteous. So we're free. You don't have to try to gain righteousness. You have it in Christ. But the Galatians had made the grave mistake of listening to the Judaizers who had come along and were telling them that faith in Christ is not enough for salvation. They said, Paul is wrong. You now need to obey all of the Old Testament laws to be saved, starting with circumcision, which brings you into Judaism. That's what you need. They said, Paul... Paul is wrong, and, and, and Paul is answering them by saying, listen, if you listen to them and pay attention and do what they say, you are about to place yourselves back under bondage, not to your old religion of paganism, but to uh, the new religion of the Judaizers, of trying and striving to achieve righteousness by law-keeping. So after telling them that the purpose for which Christ set them free free from trying to earn their way to heaven by their religious deeds, was that they would live as those who are free from striving to achieve righteousness on their own. He now goes on to command them, note this, not to lapse back into slavery, the slavery of thinking that there is anything they can do to be justified by keeping these Old Testament laws. Verse 1 continues, therefore, I mean, since you've been set free to be free, therefore, Keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. And Paul tells the Galatians, having been set free by Christ, they now have a responsibility. God's not going to do this for them. He'll give them the strength, but it's something they have to do. They have a responsibility, and so do you, and so do I, to stand firm against any attempts by the Judaizers to be enslaved to what he calls a yoke. Of slavery. Now, what does this mean? A yoke was an instrument that was fastened to the neck of a farming animal, a, a, what we would call a beast of burden, so that he could carry a heavy load. And so the word yoke then became basically a metaphor for the concept of being burdened down 
and heavy laden. In other words, it's the picture of someone being weighed down, crushed down by being forced to carry a heavy load. That's why Jesus said, come unto me, all who are weary and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. It's exactly what the Judaizers wanted to do with the Galatians. They wanted to put this heavy burden on them. Take away your freedom by forcing you to carry the heavy burden of trying to achieve righteousness by keeping the Old Testament laws. And that's why Paul tells them that they have been set free by Christ's death from attempting to justify themselves by their old pagan religion. So they need to make sure that they don't let the Judaizers take their liberty away by placing upon them a yoke of a new religion. No, it's not a pagan religion. Now it's a form of Jewish religion, the Judaizers' version of Judaism. Listen, Paul's command, folks, to the Galatians is most practical for us because there are many religious people today who really believe that if they can just obey enough of the Bible, maybe not all, but enough of the Bible, then they will, that will make them good enough to go to heaven when they die. But that is a yoke of bondage because it is an impossible burden to bear. Impossible. Because it just can't be done. No one is capable of keeping enough of the law to be saved. Can't be done. Why do I say that? Galatians 3.10, for as many as are of the works of the law, meaning those who try to be justified by the works of the law, that's what he's referring to, are under a curse. You're not blessed with heaven, you're cursed. For it is written, cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to perform them. Those who want to be saved by keeping the law, God says you are cursed with divine condemnation because the standard to get into heaven is not being a little good, it's perfection. It's, perfe- it's keeping the law all the time. Otherwise, you're cursed by God. That's what the law says. It's one unit. You can't say, well, I I did pretty good over here, but I'm blowing it over here. No, you mess up one time, you've broken the whole law. You are a lawbreaker. And those who are lawbreakers are condemned. Condemned to hell where they will pay in punishment for their sins forever. In other words, anyone who attempts to achieve their own righteousness by trying to live by the Old Testament law is under an enslaving obligation to keep striving to accomplish this, but they can't. And so they are trapped in a bondage by which there is no escape in and of themselves. The law, you see, can only show us that that we're sinful, that we deserve judgment. It can't save us. It never could. It's not the purpose of the law. So to use it, as a means of salvation, it's a form of bondage to a perpetual struggle that only leads to hell. And though the Galatians were in danger of being in bondage to keeping the Old Testament law, you may be enslaved to another kind of, of way of trying to impress God with your righteousness. The issue boils down to this. What is the basis of your hope of going to heaven? What's the basis of you being in right standing before God. You, a sinner. Me, a sinner. What's the basis of our hope? Is it the work that you do in church or some organization or some charitable place? Is it the fact that you are in a church where the Bible is believed and taught 
as if association with a church like ours must make you a good Christian. If that's the basis of your hope, look, I'm around all these serious people serious about the Bible, so I must be okay. If that's the basis of your hope, you're, you're not on your way to heaven. You're on your way to hell. Or maybe the basis of your salvation is a decision you made for Christ, perhaps as a child, as if that decision can get you to heaven. If that's the case, you are trusting in your decision. You are not trusting in Jesus Christ. Well, I, I went forward in a church. I raised my hand at, a, at some crusade, some evangelistic meeting. If that's the basis of going to heaven, you're lost. Or maybe you are counting on your baptism, church membership, as your hope of heaven. Listen, if you are counting on any of these things and others that fall under that category to justify you before God, then you are still a slave to what you think you can do to achieve righteousness. The only way to be justified before God is by trusting in Jesus Christ and what he has done for you on the cross, not what you have done. Did you get that? You are justified by faith in Christ and what he has done in payment of sin and not what you have done. So come to Christ today. Be liberated from this bondage of trying to gain God's acceptance. It can't be done by anything you do. You can only be accepted in Christ. Now, if you're already a believer in Christ, then I urge you. Don't let anyone enslave you to any form of legalism. Legalism that promises to make you look and feel more spiritual. That's ridiculous. Godliness never comes about by adhering to man-made rules and traditions, but only by obeying the word of God out of the right motivation, love for Jesus Christ. Let's bow for prayer. Father, thank you. We get to study the true heart of the Reformation really was liberty in Christ. Lord, not in bondage to a religious system anymore, not in bondage to man, not in bondage to our, to our own rules that we think we have to live by. We've been set free. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for our sins. Thank you for obeying the law on our behalf. Thank you, Lord, for, for placing your righteousness on our account based solely on what you've done and not what we've done. We thank you. We thank you, Lord, that even, even our faith is a gift that comes from you. It's all of grace. Thank you for that. I pray for those here who, Lord, they may think that they're saved, but they're not. I pray that you'll open their hearts, that they would see their need for genuine conversion. And I pray, Father, I pray for those believers who have been caught in the web of legalism. Help them to be free. Not free to do whatever they want, but free to honor you by obedience to what Scripture says and not tradition or man-made rules. So, Lord, I pray that you'll take these truths and drive them deep within us, that we might have a foundation for godly living. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being a part of our class today. In our next study, Steve will continue to show us more about the freedom we have in Christ when we trust Him as our Savior and make Him Lord of our lives. 
Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. What a joy we should experience in our walk as Christ followers. Be sure to not miss this important study. You can learn more about this program and listen again to today's lesson or any of the hundreds of other lessons available for free by going to our website, versebyverseradio.org. You may also call Verse by Verse at 727-239-0306 for any questions you have about the Bible or to request a CD copy of this entire three-part message. That phone number again is 727-239-0306. Verse by Verse is an outreach ministry of Lakeside Community Chapel, located at 1893 Sunset Point Road in Clearwater, Florida. The program is sustained by the free will offerings and prayers of interested listeners like you. We need your faithful support. If you have been blessed by this message and would like to be a part of our support team, call us at 727-239-0306. Or you may go to our website, firstbyverseradio.org, and click on the Donate button. Even if you can't send a gift, would you pray for these programs daily? That is the real source of power that makes these broadcasts effective. The phone number again is 727-239-0306. I'm your announcer, Ken Anderson. Join us next time right here on Verse by Verse. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.